0: Bible prophecy and why America should never turn her back on God's chosen people. And now, here's our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed.
1: Welcome to the Hope Israel Baptist broadcast, and we continue now on the message I preached some time ago about the Lord's table. In light of the Passover. We say we're Baptists, but we do a lot of Roman Catholic things. Amen. All right. I'm just trying to tell you now, it has nothing to do with it. That's where the Easter egg hunt started. Uh Uh-oh, you really don't like me now, do you now? I sure like that Easter egg hunt. It was so fun painting those eggs and everything like that. I'm sorry to, rep- you want me to tell you the truth, you want me to lie to you. It's a lot easier to lie, but I speak the truth in love. That Easter egg hunt is all from this pagan egg, pagan tree, Babylonian religion. It has no place in Passover, and it surely has no place uh, in what has commonly been accepted as Easter today. So anyway, I pretty much covered uh, most of everything on here, and uh, there's so many more things that I could say, of course. We're getting now down to the real good stuff, and the real good stuff is, is found in this uh, matza bag right here. Uh, let me first uh, tell you a little bit about the uh, matza bread. This matza bread is unleavened bread. You know it's unleavened because it's like a cracker, and usually uh, one of the reasons why... God had them to make unleavened bread. There's two reasons. Number one, they was in a hurry. <laughs> okay, number two, he didn't want to have any leaven in there because leaven symbolizes sin. This has to be made in eight minutes flat. There are not to be any crumbs. Can't make it in eight minutes flat. Then they reject it, okay? There are many other things about this matzah bread. If you was to look through here, I get one of the deacons to look through here. You see, it looks like it's been pierced through, right? See that? You can see through that. You can see the, the stripes in there. You know, you can see those, those stripes in there. See that? You can also see the burnt marks on there, right? Now, for the most part, there's no explanation for this. But the fact of the matter is, they will take one piece of the matzo bread. They're in this matzah bag. There are three compartments. They put one in there in the top. They put one there in the middle. And they put one there in the bottom right here. So we got three pieces of unleavened bread in one matzah bag. The eating of this matzah bread is done throughout. One of the highlights of the Passover, and I I searched this out. In the beginning of the Passover, they would do what they call the afikomen. Now, the afikomen basically means dessert. They would have the dessert first. But over hundreds of years, the rabbis got a little bit worried about this because it was too similar to the Christian communion table. So they took the afikomen and they put it at the end instead of the beginning. But you know what we're going to do here tonight? We're going to put it back to where it was, in the beginning. Amen, glory to God. They would take they'd take the middle matzah and they would, they would do something like this. They'd take the middle matzah. I like if the deacons would come right now. They'll come on both sides here as they usually do. Amen. They take the middle matzer. They would break it right in half. Wow. Preacher likes that sound of that faith promise thing. Now he has to tear that. If you have leavened bread, you have to tear it. You can't break it. You got unleavened, it will break. It's amazing, isn't it? Because, you know, when they went to crucify the Lord Jesus Christ, he's already dead. I mean, they they were going to break his legs, remember? They broke the legs of the two thieves, but when they came to him, he already gave up the ghost. And that's in fulfillment Exodus chapter 12, that you're not to break the, the, the leg of the Passover lamb. But it also symbolizes he was broken for us. Now, you know, in the Bible it talks about water and blood came out. I mean, it came out when... He was pierced. His side was pierced. The Bible says water and blood came out. Well, they tell us today, the only way water and blood can come out of someone's side is that person's heart had ruptured. Can you imagine? Our Savior's heart ruptured. His heart literally broke for us. And then these pierce marks in this unleavened bread, the Bible says, that he was pierced, was he not? His hands and feet were pierced. We are healed by his stripes. Now that's talking about spiritual healing there. You can say amen to that. These burnt marks symbolize that he tasted death for every man. So what we're going to do now, as 1 Corinthians 11 talks about uh, breaking the bread, we're going to, well, we've already broken the bread for you, just for the sake of time. Don't worry, uh, Hands were clean, or they wore gloves. I made sure of that. To get this old of bread and use that for the Lord's table, Amen. And and it's a good it's a good thing. It's a, the most original application of of this. And so go ahead and if you would remove the the top over here, uh, the cloth. All right. As they get themselves ready for this, I turn to First Corinthians, chapter eleven. And the Bible says very clearly about this. It says in verse 24, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body. And I showed you how the matzah bread symbolizes the body of Jesus Christ. If they would make it more than eight minutes, it would be considered leaven. The body of Jesus Christ was unleavened. It was without sin. So take, e. this is my body which is broken for you. I've already displayed that. This do in remembrance of me. So deacons, go ahead and administer the unleavened bread. We will go from there. And as they are administering it, number one, make sure that you are saved. If you are saved, make sure that you've been baptized. If you've been baptized and you're living a life with all open sin confessed and up to date, Then you can take this in a worthy manner. Otherwise, you're just mocking your Savior. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, the Bible says, Your glory is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Then in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, we have where the Bible says, Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as to wise men, judge ye what I say. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break. Is it not the communion of the body of Christ? So that's where we get the idea of communion. We are communing with the Lord, are fellowshipping with the Lord. We are memorializing the suffering of our Savior. The Bible says that Christ, that His visage was so marred more than any man. He suffered the worst kind of death than anybody could suffer. They took the cat 9 tails and whipped Him, His guts, were taken right out of his body. The crown of thorns. I have a replica of it. Two inch long. They smashed it into his skull. Our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, suffered more than anybody else. All right, now the deacons will come up front and you got this piece of unleavened bread in your hand. When we broke this, okay, I want you to think about this. This was you are a member, every born-again believer, a member of the body of Christ. We're members in particular, right? We're, we, we broke off this piece, and we're all connected together in the Lord. Now, while they finish up there, I'd like you to just close your eyes or bow your head. Let me give you a moment now to make sure that when you take this bread that you ask the Lord, if there's any place in your life that's not right, just cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to be a clean vessel. I love you, Lord, and I thank you for dying and suffering for me. And Lord, I want to live for you. Forgive me where I have failed. Lord, help me to love you more. Help me to serve you more. Help me not to disgrace the lovely name of Jesus. Whatever is on your heart, this is the time. This is the time, folks. This is the time. Let's take it in a worldly manner." Not that we're worthy. We're none of us are worthy. But let's do it in a worthy manner. Let's not mock our Savior. Let's come forward over here. Let's go ahead and take it and pass it down. Take that and pass it down. All right. Now, we're going to ask one of the deacons, one of the deacons to thank the Lord for this bread. My brother, why don't you go ahead and thank the Lord? Do this in remembrance of me is what our Savior said. Okay, you may be seated, deacons. Now, I know you want to wash it down. Just give me a moment here. I have right here 100% pure grape juice from Israel, made with Concord grapes. No sugar, no coloring, no flavoring added. This is the third cup, the cup of redemption. I will just admit to you, it's the best cup of all. It's the cup of redemption. And it, it all started, this whole idea of the Passover table as they do it today because things have changed so radically over the years. It all started with the Jewish wedding. The bridegroom would pour into the cup and then he would go over to his his bride-to-be. Of course, my bride's over there to be. <laughs> hey sweetie, how you doing? Isn't she just beautiful? Hey man, good. All right. The bridegroom would come over there now. This symbolizes I'm willing to die for that woman right there. Amen. And let me tell you, you future husbands, if you're not willing to die for her, you're just a low down, no good, good for nothing, nobody. Amen. Well, yeah, before I married my my, my wife, the pastor didn't ask me no doctrinal questions. He asked me one question. Actually, asked her, does he know how to work? And she said, oh, yes. Amen. Oh, he knows how to work. Uh, then I give you permission to marry. <laughs> Sweetheart, this cup represents my life for your life. I'm willing to give my life for you. And I want you to drink all of it, not just some of it, when we mean business. So when you drink this now, we're signing a contract. You and I. Amen. And nothing's going to break that contract. Go ahead, sweetheart. Drink all of it. Not some of it, but all of it. Mm, isn't that good? Woo! Glory to God.
0: You have been listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast with Dr. K. Daniel Freed. And we pray that today's program has been an encouragement to you. If it has, please contact us and let us know you're listening. covenant and show with mercy.